Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight, Vic Chow, the voice of Sang himself, is hanging out with us for game night tonight. We are also joined by our version of Wedge, the beanie, Gerard Herrera. <laughs> Hello, all my fellow nerds and nerdettes. It is a great day. Thank you for uh, joining us, Victor. And uh, Lion's Mane, how you doing? How are you guys doing yeah. today? Lion's Mane, Jason Bolidio is up there in the corner joining us as well. Theo's How's it going, guys? How's it going? <laughs> yeah. That's an so awesome nickname. I am so jealous that you have a nickname like Lion's Mane. That's awesome. Oh, it's, it's, he's had it it's, for yeah, years. I've, he's had it forever. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have longer hair, and it was just like all over the place and then right now it's all tame because i have my head my headset on but But when it's it's wild it it has like this this kind of like like loop that just looks like a mane and that's where it came from that's that's awesome you know what vic i've got a picture from his wedding that i took with a Oh, yeah. back a little bit i will send it to you so you can understand um so, is there a fan that's like blowing and like causing it to like, no, cascade? That would have been that would have been awesome. <laughs> just my presence, my presence does that, you know. Just <laughs> always. <laughs> oh. Even in the closed rooms, a, a gust of wind will still hit the hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Vic, how are you doing? How are you and your family holding up with all the craziness going on in the world? I think the answer is we're doing as well as can be expected. So it's like, uh, this isn't a lot of fun. The dog is really confused. Um, the dog is just like, why are we so antisocial all of a sudden? You know, we passed by, we passed by, by dogs and friends that, that he normally lo- that she normally loves to see. And, and of course we're not going anywhere near. And so she's, she's terrifically confused. Um, and we may actually move to, to pad training her to actually you know, yeah. pad training her, uh, so, uh, so that she doesn't go out at all. Um, which will be sad for all of us, but it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's where, as long as we're staying healthy, then, then we can't mm-hmm. complain. Absolutely. And may I just say that it took a pandemic for me to discover that beans are freaking delicious. <laughs> I saw really? that post. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I, I have lived I have lived like the entirety of my life thinking that I didn't like beans and a pot of beans is fantastic tasting. I'm so dumb. So <laughs> are, are you uh, are you betraying our rice brethren? <laughs> Here's the thing is 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 I love rice but but it's the blood sugar thing. So 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 uh, yeah, it's the carby thing, and uh, and so that's why I had to cut back on on carbs in general about a year ago. I got that call of, oh, you're you know a little bit. Uh, actually, the the phrase pre diabetic is great because it's a really mm-hmm. scary phrase because it's got the word diabetes in there. Yep. Um, but it but they give you that pre diabetic thing as a warning to scare you, and it totally worked because. Uh, I got scared and then brought my blood sugar down by by cutting back on carbs, exercising more. Um, now it's everything's a little bit tougher, uh, but hey, beans are a good com- beans are a good combo there because there's a lot of protein in there to to blunt the carbs, so it's all good. But know. no, I'm not, right. I'm not betraying anything. I still love still love my <laughs> rice. Don't worry. Let's, I I'm, I'm I don't know if I could give up pasta. I really don't. I mean, that, we do it about once a week. Blood. Oh, it is. It it's yeah. generational. <laughs> yeah. So. So let's let's get into some things here. Um, you know, before we get into your career uh, and more than just Final Fantasy, 
I wanted to cover just real quick Square Enix's announcement in case people hadn't seen it yet. This came out this week, and it reads, The Final Fantasy team has worked extremely hard to make this game, and we were already incredibly proud of what you are about to play. Our biggest motivator during the development was that so many of you were willing uh, were willing us on, and we felt your enthusiasm and passion every step of the way. We had to make some hard decisions to make or we sorry, we had some hard decisions to make during the final few weeks before launch due to disruption to distribution channels caused by the spread of COVID-19 virus. These unique circumstances have made it very difficult to align the timing of our global shipping. Our highest priority is that all of you, including those who live in countries currently facing the biggest disruption, aka the US, uh, can play the game at launch. So we made the decision to ship the game for earlier than usual to Europe and Australia. As a result, there is a great chance that many of you in these regions will now get a copy of the game prior to the worldwide release date of April 10th. For other Western regions, including the Americas, copies will be shipped this week, and we feel optimistic that most of you will receive the game for launch day. However, due to the challenging situation, we cannot provide delivery dates for each country and each retailer. We really want all of you... Looking forward to the remake to play the game on April 10th and experience everything we have been working together. To everyone, we would like to ask one big favor. If you get the game early, please think of others and don't spoil it for them. We know there are potential spoilers that have been out there for over two decades, as the original Final Fantasy VII was released in 1997. But FF7 Remake is a new game that will have many surprises for everyone. All of our fans and players deserve to experience the game for themselves, and we ask for the support of our dedicated community around the world to ensure that. On behalf of the entire development team and everyone around the world that has worked on getting Final Fantasy VII Remake to you all, including our guest Vic here, thank you again for your support, and most importantly, please stay safe. Uh, Yoshinori Katase and uh, Tetsuya Nomura um, both signed it. So the reason they had to do that, folks, um, is because... They needed to make sure the game got out to everybody physical copy-wise. Now, this was kind of a precursor to Europe and Australia getting it, but where it's more saying don't spoil it is because EB Games, the GameStop of Australia, sold the game early and massively broke Street Date. Um, So Square Enix, respecting all of us that haven't gotten the game yet, whether it's digitally or physically, whether from Amazon, Best Buy, or whatever, um, they went after the Twitch streamers and got them banned. Um, and I thank them for that because it's been really hard to not look at Twitter a lot for the Final Fantasy news because I follow Vic, I follow Bree, John, you know, um, Britt Barron on that. So when you when you hear that, Vic, that people still, you know, they got the copy early knowing full well what they were doing, Kind of we're spoiling it for everyone. How does that make you feel being part of that project? Um, I understand. You know, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Absolutely. And how wonderful to be allowed to open up your Christmas present on December 15th instead of uh, on Christmas. <laughs> but, so so it's, it's like it's like that in and of itself really should be enough. You know, go ahead and, and play it privately and then and then once the actual release, once it's actually officially been released, then go ahead and 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 twitch stream it uh, all you want. Um, so so I understand the I understand the enthusiasm 
I just don't want things getting spoiled for people because there's mm-hmm. uh, there's just wonderful storytelling that that you know we want that that we want to play instead of just being told what happens. So exactly, yeah. and I want to be able to experience it myself because I mean, Final Fantasy VII was what truly got me into Final Fantasy. Same with I me. That was my first Final ex- Fantasy playing mm-hmm. on PlayStation. My first. I mean, my first. Final Fantasy was what's deemed as six, but back in the day it was three when they did the whole weird numbering on Super Nintendo, but never got me. You know, it never hooked me. I was like, eh, this is okay. But then Final Fantasy VII comes around and it hooked me right away. I loved it and I've been a fan of the franchise ever since. Um, It is, you know, right there is my second all-time favorite Final Fantasy. Um, But yeah, so I'm glad it's that you're just, doing it's, this. Yeah, it's just deemed, deemed as one of those games that, like, I when growing up, it was one of those first games where the story almost almost exceeded the game, mm-hmm. where you got so dived in, delved into the to the story, it was almost like you were watching a movie, but you were interacting with it. it was that was the yep. first kind of experience that I, I got from that game, where I was just mesmerized, and it was just. I wanted to do everything in the game. It was a lot of fun, and it's got to be amazing to be a part of that. I I would call it a generational game. Yeah, Yeah. because 20 years ago, like, it came out, and we're just like, dude, we're all in this, like, teen phase where it's, (laughs) this is the big thing, you know? This is like the... This is like, oh man, like how far are you? How far did you get? Like yeah. talking yeah. about it over lunch, like nonstop, <laughs> you know? And that's why like this anticipation is like I feel so like oh, me personally have a little angered that like people are just already like, hey, like check this out, you know, trying to get like the ratings boosts. Being the, the first time, one, of course. Yeah. But at always the same one. time, it's just like I like you have to wait because it's been in production for quite a while now and you know there's so much effort so much time put in where mm-hmm. i will regardless of like okay like i'm probably won't get it like the exact day probably the 11th because like ironically my wedding anniversary is the 10th <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just like one of those things where i am like looking forward to it so much that it's just like okay i am definitely going to just sit yeah. down buy it enjoy it myself privately you know and then be like okay like years years in the waiting especially on my side where i i have uh i've gone through an emotional roller coaster with this game that i've been waiting for for so long <laughs> ever, ever since, this, this has been ever since jason and i actually worked together yeah. where we were like dude it's coming out it's gonna be here like we can't wait and then yeah 13 years <laughs> finally <laughs> so yes so, like, we are all excited for it, it it's going to be a great game and, so and I've heard I've uh, heard multiple times from multiple people that 7 was their favorite one of, of the oh, whole yeah. series so I mean so so yeah it's it's pretty amazing and and yeah you know and it's like kudos to Square Enix for for bending the rules because they didn't want to disappoint people by getting it out late. Mm-hmm. So don't punish Square Enix for for trying to make sure people don't I get mean, disappointed, you know? COVID yeah. is, COVID's, you know, delaying a lot. And I, uh, to your point, yeah. I absolutely applaud them for, let's get it out early, you know, ship it out early so make sure everybody and gets it. Because planning ahead unfortunately, like that, yeah. um, Naughty Dog has now postponed Last of Us 2 
um, and delayed it. And there's not a date yet because they can't because they can't print the game. They can't I mean, they can't do the physical merchandising for Mm -hmm. it because everything's shut down. So they can't print the discs. They can't do the the casing or anything like that. So it's now kind of to be determined based on the covid. So I want to introduce everybody to Vic, though. I mean, yes, everybody's more interested in you as as saying, but, you know, a lot of these people need to kind of understand who you are, like we've done with John and Bree and and we'll do with Austin next week. But so you started off as actually going to Stanford to get and you got a degree in mechanical engineering and you were a cheerleader. Yes. So awesome. Yeah. You were you got into gymnastics uh, and martial arts. What? I mean, and you went on to develop medical devices and stuff when you were living in Chicago. So how did you go from mechanical engineering to acting? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would I would say there's a lot of answers to it. Um, one of the quick answers is overcompensation. So <laughs> so growing up. Growing up, I was the, the the short, skinny nerd that got bullied all the time, and that's just that that was just who I was. I just got bullied a lot because I was really tiny, and and so I I got into gymnastics because my high school just happened to have a gymnastics program, and I was like, well, if I'm going to be five foot tall for the rest of my life, I might as well <laughs> do do this sport, <laughs> and and uh, that sort of taught me, oh my gosh, I can actually do something physical. I didn't realize that I could do that. I could do this. Um, and, and so, but of course I have a very traditional Asian upbringing. Uh, and so math and science has always been emphasized in our, in our family. And it's like, and it's like completely understand because if it weren't for math and science, my, my parents wouldn't have been able to come to the United States. They're responsible. Uh, math and science is what allowed our family to, to, uh, you know, be in this country and, and put food on the table and stuff. So I, I get it. It's totally cool. Um, I never particularly enjoyed math and science. I worked hard at it. Uh, and you know, I was very blessed to go to Stanford and I, don't like engineering, but again, I just had to do the nice Asian thing. So, yeah. so I did the, I did the nice Asian thing. Um, uh, and I, and I studied engineering and, uh, in the meantime, like I, I walked onto the Stanford gymnastics team for about two weeks. Uh, they had, they were the number two, one team in the country. They had a guy who, who took the silver medal in Atlanta. Uh, I was not needed at all. I was oh, not wow. needed at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, basically, <laughs> that, unless had there was... a, that had to be a gut check. You're like, cool, I'm going to walk <laughs> on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's two national champions here. That's that the two national champions weren't even the silver medalists from Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, they, they were the national champions and, and the coach himself, he said, he said, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I could have used a gymnast like you, but I don't need you now. And it's like, okay, well, at least, at least there's no false hopes here. Um, yeah. and I just figured unless there's a big team bus accident, I would not, I was not going to be useful. Uh, but then, then I did, then I was, became a cheerleader instead, which is, uh, incredibly fun and a lot easier on your body than pure gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, continued to continue the engineering thing, uh, studied it, uh, and became a medical device, uh, engineer for Baxter healthcare. And my, literally the very first day of my job, I told my mother, I'm only doing this long enough to save up enough money to become an actor. 
And once I do, I'm going to quit. And how was that conversation? Right. Well, that was, that sounded like the fantasy realm. So at the time, (laughs) my mom was just like, whatever, you know, sure, fine. Uh, Three years later, when I actually had saved up enough money and decided to quit, that's when things got a little bit uglier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can imagine. And again, totally get it. My mother's, uh, you know, uh, immigrant engineer, and and thank goodness for thank goodness for her chemical engineering degrees, you know. So I I totally get it, uh, but thank goodness I chose that path because I'm a lot happier now, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's it's wonderful. I love what I do. Uh, the worst day, the worst day acting, still better than the best day engineering, <laughs> and. And uh, I and I even got to uh, parlay the the gymnastic skills into being the mascot for the Chicago Bulls. I was for a while. gonna ask you. No, no way. No. Is this, now, what era was this in? Though was this the the Jordan era? Or this after the I got, Jordan era? I got I got Jordans last year, which was just incredible. Oh, so, oh so, man. It was it was truly amazing. I mean, I I would I would show up for work three hours early just because I loved being at the United Center. You know, like just the mystique of it, the the aura, and and yeah, just walking the, through the tunnels past Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Oh, and you got of course, to be on the floor. Oh, you got to be on the floor. I, oh and, man, and, and of course. The, the the question everyone's always asked is like, you know, so did you get to t- talk to Michael Jordan? And the honest truth is I was too intimidated. I never had the guts to wave hi because just in case I ever distracted him in for the si- slightest, you know, moment. Yep. You, you know, didn't want to be the guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Be like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I, I missed. Yeah. Exactly. I, I missed that game winning shot because the other day, because because earlier the bull waved at me and I, and I was, was in <laughs> Yeah. So, so I, I I truly was too intimidated to to wave hi to him. Although what was wonderful was Steve Kerr actually would go out of his way to say hi to you. So he would he would always say hi. He'd pass by and, and and like chat with you. So 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 yeah, I I have, I have a special fondness for for Steve Kerr for just reaching out to somebody who's like me who's incredibly actually shy despite my profession and stuff like that. Uh, what and and making. What was it like to have that intro, right? Everybody knows the Bulls oh, intro during the Jordan era. How, what was it like to be on the floor as the mascot hearing that intro and then, you know, you know, at at guard number 20, you know, 23, <laughs> oh. Michael Jordan. What was it like to be on the floor at that that time during that era? So glad you asked that question because I haven't thought about that for a while. But I, I, as you say that, I'm remembering being in the outfit and hearing that that Alan Parsons project, that big yeah. gong, da, 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 da. and then yeah. and then the lights go out, and then like yeah, like my heart starts pumping. I'm just standing there, the the adrenaline, but the adrenaline's flowing through me, and and it's just like you know, and they they introduce. They introduce the, the the starters one at mm-hmm. a time, and there's always applause, and and Scottie Pippen gets great applause, but you never ever got to hear Michael Jordan's name because 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 uh, uh, once Ray Clay, <laughs> yep. once Ray Clay, the announcer would start up with and from North Carolina, then just 
every yep. the whole the whole stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, oh yeah, just it's a roar. You don't hear anything, oh, uh, and you just see Michael Jordan coming out. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing experience uh, that I was very proud to do. So, which is better, working for the Bulls or working for the Clippers at Staples Center? Um, there, it's difficult to compare the two. Um, I would because, but but the the. The, of course, being around Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, you know, that and just the legends uh, mm-hmm. that that has to take. take. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I'm wearing the costume and the costume makes it a lot easier to be outgoing and goofy because you're no longer being yourself. You know, Vic himself is a really goofy, dorky guy. But it doesn't matter. Once I put on the costume, I get to be whatever I want. And 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 so that's that's why I love being a mascot so much is because the the anonymity of the mask frees you up to mm-hmm. do anything. So before we get into your highlights on your uh, on your site, you mentioned that the Jeffersons of all shows is kind of your inspiration for acting. And that um, you want to be a positive role model for the Asian American community. What about it? The Jeffersons really gravitate you towards, you know, moving on up. <laughs> I, 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 I see was what waiting you for it. I don't know why I was waiting that. for it. <laughs> um, you know, the thing is that growing up, there were not many black kids in my school. There weren't many black people in my neighborhood. So I didn't actually know what black people were like. I didn't really understand what black people were like, uh, but there was TV. And every night at 6.30, the Jeffersons came on in reruns uh, uh, and, and I would just watch it. And I basically just by watching it every day, I got the, I got the understanding, oh, so black people, you know, they can, they, 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 ha- they, 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 ha- they can be wealthy. They can be, they can come in a variety. They can be sassy. They can be hilarious. And basically, you know, you know, five-year-old Vic or eight-year-old Vic, however was, however I was old, however old I was when I was watching it, I got the understanding that black people are just like us. And that was just very eye-opening. Their black people are just like everybody else in the world. So even though I didn't have a lot of day-to-day encounters in person with them, it just made me realize that they're the same as everybody else. And that's what I would love to portray. And and I think we're going a long ways towards it now. Um, whereas, you know, when I was a kid, you know, there are very few Asian people on television. Uh, Sulu, most notably. Yeah. The George Takai, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the housekeeper on the courtship of Eddie's father. I remember that one oh, too. Oh wow, that's like that's going way into the vault there. Yeah. That's going that's going way back there. Uh, but those were kind of the only ones I remember. Uh, yeah. Oh, and and honestly, I thought Spock was Chinese too growing up. So. <laughs> oh really? Because 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 I can well, see that. Yeah, he, he kind of had, you know, he had those sharp features. Um, he had those eyebrows that kind of pointed down. And also he was really good at math. And so I just kind of assumed that he was Chinese, just like just like uh, 
just like me. So, cause, cause I remember, I remember there was an episode where, where they asked Spock, you know, a mathematical question and he immediately answers. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely Chinese. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, speaking of Star Trek and stuff like that, let's look at your movie highlights to start off with on your career. So you've been in Pearl Harbor. You were Agent Hills in Miss Congeniality 2, which now I need to go back and rewatch it because I haven't watched that movie in ages. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> He's in that. <laughs> okay. You were Goro in Ready Player One. Yes, yes. Which I go back to Mortal Kombat back when it helped create the ESRB because it was so violent. <laughs> You know, oh, World wow. Kombat 1 and 2. Uh, you know, yeah, I can remember yeah, playing right. that Super Nintendo that. and Genesis. Um, I did not know that. Thank you for thank you for the history lesson. So yeah, it what it was about. is we didn't we didn't have the ESRB back then, and Mortal Kombat comes out and it was ripping spines out, everything like that. And Congress was like, oh no, we gotta protect the kids. We've got to have this rating system. So that's where kind of everything started to spawn out of is because of games like Mortal Kombat um at the time. So I can remember That's, going that actually to also see, spawned the yep. ratings for for games too. Was that yep. was the reason for that? Yep. And I can remember going to see Mortal Kombat in the theater. Yep. Nice. Back. So and hopeful. So so starry eyed. <laughs> like finally, we got one. We got a video game movie. And I still I still that? love it. It was, <laughs> but that's the thing. I appreciate the first one so much more because it was one of those movies where they had a very small budget, but they made like I felt that they made it work with with what they had, and then they went the, completely the other way yep. when they got too much money for the second movie, <laughs> and then they put too much into the into the second movie with their budget. And I mean, honestly, I mean, Ready Player One in itself is just a love letter to uh, gamers and and movie uh, aficionados, you know, both. So being Goro, no, everything, everything uh, such you know? a, and such an amazing book. I love that book. That was probably one of my yes. favorite books of the year when it came out. It was great. I wish then, we got more of the book in the movie, though. That was my only only yes, beef with it. Yeah, true. But, yeah. Part of that book, though, is so drawn out that if you tried putting it on the silver screen, you would either lose your audience or B, you would, you know, have a Lord of the Rings type thing where you're sitting yeah. in the theaters for like three hours. So, <laughs> so yeah. we look at your TV high or well, sorry, last one is you were um, an abominable as the gin impersonator yes. as well. TV wise, you were. A contestant on American Gladiators. I got nice. butt kick. That no hurts way. so much. Was was you this were, the which which year? Which year was this? Was this when Hulk Hogan brought it back, or was this the original? This was the original. The uh, this was uh, this was when I was still at Stanford. Uh, they 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 did a live tour that came around the country. I gotta and, I gotta find that episode. That's awesome. <laughs> And, and well, they, they didn't televise that, unfortunately. It was it was a live tour. It was all the same gladiators, um, but they they would just you know we 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 did it in the Cow Palace. Uh, and oh, okay, I got my butt kicked. Uh, basically, I did well on. I did well on the things where being a small, quick guy would be helpful. So I did mm -hmm. well on the wall. I did well on assault. You know the the obstacle yeah. course. Yeah. 
dodging the oh, tennis were ball. You, were, a lot where you got to use like the crossbow tennis ball and like all exactly. those. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 yes, I, the agility ones I did well on. Um, Powerball. I just got destroyed. <laughs> oh, and I, I remember I was I was leading. I was doing really well uh, um, going up to Powerball, and, and so because of that, I think I think they like they 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 like uh, zeroed in on me and stuff. And and one thing I'm just not as good at is just like purely like juking the the, the juking and back yeah. and forth. I remember I remember like trying to get tips from the touchdown Tommy Bardell, who was a uh, you know on the Stanford football team at the mm-hmm. time on on how to try and like fake people out and stuff. Um, didn't work though. Um, I got destroyed. they just, they basically just, just like just manhandled me in Powerball. And, and there was one point where tower who was like this 280 pound yeah. guy, like he like managed to grab me, uh, like, <laughs> like one hand, like one arm under the crotch and one arm under the shoulder and literally threw me over his shoulders, slammed me, slammed me right down on my back onto the ground. And and I remember, I remember like the whole crowd going, Ooh, (laughs) but you only, you only walked away with some bruises though, right? Uh, yes, I was, uh, yes, nothing, nothing broken. I counted how many places I was bleeding from floor burns and it was like, it was like 17 different floor burns in different places and stuff. So Powerball, Powerball was the one, uh, was the one part of the game of gladiators that had the higher count of, uh, injuries. Really? I, I I didn't know that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was a YouTuber who was like, who loved Gladiator and did those stats. And I was always interested in, cause Powerball was always the one that just like, Physical it contact. seemed the toughest. And yeah. it was just like, you're going head to head with the, with these guys. And it's just, some of uh, whom are, were, oh. were, were NFL professional football yeah. players. Make, makes yeah. sense. They're walls. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, you've been on Frasier, Gilmore girls, 24 monk, Criminal Minds, one of my favorite Grey's shows. Anatomy, which my wife is going through that right now, and I'm waiting for the episode for Grey's Anatomy so I can be like, "Hey, there's Vic." <laughs> um, and then you are uh, Seismanos in Chew. Yes, Chew in Seismanos, the character Chew yep. in Seismanos. Yes. Gaming highlights: You've been in World of Warcraft, Command and Conquer, Red Alert Three as Doctor Shimada, XCOM. Bioshock Infinite as Chen Lin, Sleeping Dogs as Johnny and Joey Kwan and uh, Sue Wa. You were Eric Sue and the crew. Also, the side note, also, side note, I always, I loved Sleeping Dogs. Always thought it should have at least been adapted as a, sh- a show or a movie. It was done that well. That would have been awesome. That In my been opinion, awesome. yeah. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was very proud to be part of Sleeping Dogs, uh, and 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 yeah, Square Enix uh, did a great job with it. So they did. Oh, and can I interrupt with with Chen Lin uh, on Bioshock Infinite, yeah. which is that that one had the highest ratio of like acclaim to number of words that I actually spoke because because <laughs> I've had so many people who were like, oh, it was so cool trying to find you and, and, and everything like that. And and honestly, honestly, I think I think I had like 
maybe like th- three or four lines in that whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, most, that's a very small part. Ah, ah, like, like the player spends a ton of time yeah. looking for me, but there's not much actual interaction with with Chen Lin. So, yeah. so, uh, so yes. In, in yeah. terms of yeah, in terms of a claim to. Uh, actual amount of work that was a pretty high ratio there <laughs> and then you were you are goro in mortal Kombat. yes nice that one that one i take great pride in just because i want to hear I like, hear the voice i want to hear like it. talking like this because honestly i'm not very cool in real life and i'm not a tough guy <laughs> but when i use this voice it makes me feel really strong <laughs> so, uh, I mentioned overcompensation. That's the sort yep. of thing we're t- we're talking. About. So you cool. were in you were in Spider Man. Yes. Uh, you are Coach Wang Chao in NBA Two K Nineteen. Now you share some voiceover work history with uh, a cast member of Final Fantasy Seven. One John Eric Bentley. Because you guys were both in Command and Conquer, XCOM, Spider Man, and FF Seven. Really, I did not know that. That's cool. Uh-huh. Give me a second, because I got a surprise for you. We can oh hear. my god! Go. Can't you hit a planet? Oh Prime? my gosh! <laughs> oh dude! Oh my god! John Bentley, how you doing, man? There we How's go. Going, baby? <laughs> dude, it's so good to see you and, and hear from you. You know, it's funny because. It's funny because I saw that I saw your name in the credits, but for some reason I was like, "Is that the John Bentley? And I, is that is that the John Bentley I know?" And then I was like, "No, wait, the John Bentley I love is has a middle name that's different. It's like it's like John Jason Bentley or something like that." And I completely I completely <laughs> blotched that. Cle- clearly, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, man. How are you? Oh, maybe I'm just John Eric, and you thought I was Cloud. To tell the truth, um, I'm, I'm a fool. I'm a fool. And then, oh, you are? and then, I'm, no, you are. Anyway, dude, I'm so happy to hear from you. It's so good to see you, man. I only see your profile, but that that works. That's that's all cool. Oh, you only see a profile. That's because of that sharing thing. I just wanted to make sure that you, it was your moment. I, I when I yeah. found out you were doing the show, I begged Matt to let me just come on and tell you how yeah. much I love you. That's and I just awesome. want to say hey and congratulations. This is your time though. But when I found out you were doing it, I'm like, that's my dog from way back in the <laughs> dude, day. Dude, I'm, I'm, I am happy. I am honored to share uh, any time with John Bentley. John Bentley and I, we go we go so far back. We were in like uh, we were in like uh, an acting class together, like way like back. a long time ago. I don't want to betray how old we are. Was it Leslie Khan? <laughs> Was that Leslie? Yeah, Khan? Le- Leslie Khan. Yeah, exactly. And then, and I think we also took it a different commercial class together. And then we just see each other. And 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 uh, no, John is just a good guy. It's mm-hmm. like it's like there's good actors and there's good guys. But then John Bentley is just a good actor and a good guy. So I want to say, stroke my ego, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't seen the fellas in two, three know, months. Right? So What's up, know. man? Hey, I still, I still will use some barbecue, baby. So you tell me when. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a minute, baby. We gotta wait, yeah. wait till the air is not blowing all this stuff around. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say though, I can't think of two people better. To have for the first ever true crash of game night. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome, crashed man. the hell out of game night. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did totally crash this, man. So, You're welcome to crash anytime. So when I talked to him, like when I told John this was going on, he's like, dude, I I need to crash this call. 
He's like, <laughs> he's like, what do I have to do? And I was like, let's just go. Let's do it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog, man. Victor and I go way back. I love him. He's a, not just a fabulous actor. He's just a good dude. And um, I'm so happy for you with the baby, with everything, bro, that's going on in your life. I know we don't get to see each other that much because on camera is completely different out here. But thrilled to be a part of the same game with you. And just happy You're just for mortal you. enemies in a game, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. Uh, it's acting. We, it's acting. We can hate each other. Yeah. Because you're there in L.A., right? Yeah. Okay. So as long as everything holds true and we can hopefully beat this by June, we're all getting together for dinner. Oh, that'd be awesome. You're going to have to come yeah. down and join us for dinner. I didn't know you were still coming out. That's how Hey, my flight, dude, Southwest is doing, doing so many sales. I keep rebooking my flight and saving money. <laughs> so yeah, we're just yeah, hoping, release. We're, just hoping, we're praying and oh, praying. No, absolutely. So if I'm just holding the flight there because if they finally say, hey, we're good to go, I'm flying out. If right. not, I'm going to rebook. I'll come out a little bit later once everything's done. We will still do dinner. Yep. And... I'm going to bring my physical steelbook copy with me and we'll get you guys oh. to sign it. And that'll be the crashing game night memorabilia for all of you That's guys awesome. being on yeah. the podcast. That's cool. awesome. And then, and then I can't wait to meet the fellas. You know, I've only seen their, their mug shots and faces. Mug shots so and, awesome. and whatnot. <laughs> Glorious. Well, were you, you eating know, again? Oh, I, mean, I have it ready. I have it ready. John, I, I, knew it. It. I knew it. I saw you drinking. And I'm like, I knew it. I always I make me hungry. Every time I do a podcast, you make me hungry. Oh. Well, look, Vic, I love you. It's your show, baby. Have at it. These guys are fabulous. They're outstanding. And uh, I love you all. Can't wait till the 10th. And I'll be talking to you all oh. soon. That was oh, good, buddy. Thanks so much for talking to John. Bless. See y'all later. Just say avalanche, Vic. Say avalanche, baby. Say avalanche. <laughs> say it. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, so gone. I had to, oh. okay. I had to do now that. Now that he's gone, man. let me tell you, I hate that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no he's so, he, he's so, as awesome and genuine and uh, like in in, yeah. in like you know in a professional setting as he is in his personal life. So he's a great guy. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I had to do that for you. The second he said, you guys go way back and he wants to just surprise you. I had to make that happen for you guys. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. So now we'll get back to you. <laughs> Since, you know, John stole the show for a few minutes there. So, you know, let's talk FF seven, right? The game that, you know, you are part of, and you know, you are dressed as the Turk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 I you know, have not character. had any excuse to dress up for anything for the last several weeks. So why not? You know, <laughs> most of us haven't. So <laughs> now, of course, this so, is a podcast, so you don't see that I've got that's my yeah, pajamas. That's, yeah, that's, that is the best. <laughs> so they got the pajama pants, but yes, uh, the top yep. part. Uh, yes, where I I, I I tried to do saying justice. <laughs> and what's funny is, is that Walmart said they've had an increase in sales in tops. And not bottoms. That's because so many people oh, are doing right. meetings and stuff from home that they're just dressing up from the, oh, the you know oh, waist up. A and true then, interview and yeah. meeting fashion, of course. That's yep. what you do. That makes sense. Yeah. So how much of the game's history did you know before 
the taking on the part? I didn't know what the project was until my <laughs> first day of recording. <laughs> so, really, they, like they didn't tell you what it was or anything. No, like that? I, I I had a code name. I had a code name, and the code name didn't. You know, the code name was 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 simply a, the the code name, and so it didn't mean yeah. anything to me. And then and then I walked in, and they said, "Okay, so did they tell you what this is?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, this is Final Fantasy." And I was like, "Whoa." Oh, so, man. so that was, yeah, that, that really blew me away <laughs> and, 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 uh, yeah, I didn't want to freak out, but I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> so did oh, you, man. I mean, back in the day when you actually did play games, did you actually play final fantasy seven and know the I history of the game? I did not. I did not get to play. My wife is a huge fan. Um, she she's told me that she spent a really wonderful summer just playing nine over and over and just like oh, leveling cool. up at yeah Love yeah nine. so 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 she's told me about about her experiences with final fantasy 9 um and uh and it sounds amazing so what was the what was the audition process like um so a couple of our twitter listeners um followers have asked that is like how did they they reach out to you did they reach out to you or did your you know voice agent say hey there's this audition coming up you know how did that whole play out um, fortunately I have really wonderful voiceover agents. Uh, they're the, they're the team at Vox and they're just fantastic. They're always hustling. They're just really hardworking and good people. And they sent me the audition for uh, a few different characters. And now I understand what they were going for. Um, the, the, uh, the, the casting, the, the casting studios at Skylark Studios, mm-hmm. uh, Skylark Sound. Um, and, what they were trying to do was they were trying to honor the original Japanese delivery and the characters and the actors that had portrayed it in Japanese. So we were given English lines, but asked to sort of replicate the feel of the Japanese delivery as well. So right. it's an interesting balancing oh, wow. act. Yeah, that's a very interesting balancing act because, of course, you want to do it with the intonations that feel most natural and right for you in English. But at the same time, you're trying to respect what has already been laid down, the groundwork that has been previously laid down and stuff. So you try to do this balancing act. And uh, and I was fortunate enough that uh, they, they, they liked my rendition of saying, that's great. It that sounds like it would be quite difficult, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. that sounds like quite like a pretty difficult uh, audition to me, even yeah, just and, for and, a normal audition. It's the yeah, whole like you know, it's, oh, it's a whole, whole so whole trying to get like that whole like <clears throat> like essence and aura that they originally wanted. That's like you know, yeah. That's in not Japanese. Easy. In Japanese, they already have their idea. Yeah. And to like have that like brought over into english it's just like whoa okay because sometimes some characters <laughs> have that actor, actress it doesn't match up and i'm like i look at them and i'm like wait i don't see that voice i don't feel it you know i don't get that like presence but yeah like i can totally get like what their thought process was and that does seem like really intense and trying to honestly they've everybody so far you know when i look at their pictures, right, and who they're they're matching up with. Hear the voices, man. They have put together such an amazing cast that yeah. fits every person perfectly. 
from you know i look at you know i listen to you know the trailer with you right and 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 see you in person and whatnot and you fit saying just like john fits barrett and brie fits Aerith, and cody is cloud it's like everybody is just fits perfectly yeah and That's i think we're in for another generational game I sure as heck hope so. That's a that's a huge compliment to us as actors, um, but also to the casting director Rita. I'm going to mangle her name, her last name. I, I I'm almost hesitant to say her last name because because it's there. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, let me let me just get her name proper so that I don't mess it up. Sorry, I just destroyed all momentum on on this. I apologize. Not at all. Not we at do all. we rail all the time. Really fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you got to do a podcast with these two, uh, you know, especially when Jerry decides to go all salty on FF seven. Well, it is not. I didn't get salty on FF seven. It was more. Uh, I just I, I, I lost hope that we were never going to get a release or it was going to get delayed again. So because stemming back to you know, 13 years in the process. I was just like, yeah, I got a little salty, but it's coming. I cannot wait. And I'm going to play every single minute of it and more. (laughs) Wonderful. All right. So let me try to really try to say that again, since I just completely uh, broke my train of thought and everything. But what I was saying was what you were just, uh, what you were saying uh, is a huge compliment to us as actors, but it's also a, a huge tribute to the incredible work that Rita Kedinoglu, I'm, I'm sure I botched that, Kedinoglu uh, of Skylark Sound did uh, in Finding Us, um, as well as the the fantastic directors that, that we worked with. Um, uh, Colette Sunderman, uh, who's actually directed me in a few episodes of Ben 10 coming with that, that'll be coming up. She, uh, she directed me oh, in cool. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll speak about that a little bit uh, later if you want, but, but, but she, she directed me as well as another gentleman whose name I don't remember, but throughout the process, it was there. They worked so hard to get us to, uh, basically respect the original Japanese and to try and to, to, again, walk that tightrope between doing it the way we want to do it, but also respecting the original Japanese. And so we would listen to the Japanese lines and, and hear the intonations and hear the efforts and the, and the, the breaths and, and, and see if we could incorporate that into the English. Um, and, and as well, the timing was also tricky too, cause we were trying to try to match up the exact timing of yeah. the delivery of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it was a wonderful challenge, but, but fortunately, you know, we had Rita and Colette and, and all this wonderful team members all, all working together on it. Um, and I remember, I remember, you know, in all our sessions, there would be this gentleman named John who spoke Japanese and English, and he would be he so he would be listening to my rendition, and then he would be speaking to to people in Japan, to especially one woman in Japan in, in Japanese, making sure that everybody 
involved was happy with the process and stuff. So, oh, so wow. yes, I, wow. yeah. I, uh, so, so definitely everybody put a lot of care into this and, and I sure, and I sure hope, uh, it all paid off. So, so I'm, 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 I'm hearing that it's paying off. So, so well, we like, can oh. assure you from, from the, the demo that we played and everything that we've seen, we will not be disappointed in, in, <laughs> You know, con- congratulations to everyone, and thank you for for doing such a great job. I mean, yeah. it was just oh, thank you. We we just we can't wait. There's so, <laughs> thank yeah. you. So speaking of you know fandom and everything like that, is what has your your impression of the Final Fantasy community been since you know your name has now <laughs> been revealed as Sang? Um, what's your, how's it been interacting with people? I know it's only been on Twitter or you know social media because of course there's no cons to go to or anything like that, but how's it been for you to interact with the fans and, and whatnot? It's, it's been great. Everybody's been so appreciative, encouraging. Um, like I said, I'm a very shy, introverted person. It's actually hard for me to talk about stuff that I'm doing. Um, because it just it feels a little bit weird. It's also not the Asian tradition traditional Asian way that I was brought up. So so it's hard. So it's wonderful for people to reach out to me and say, "Oh, I'm so excited about this and and stuff." So so I've been really excited to interact with with the fans of Final Fantasy and I'm looking forward to doing more of it. Nice. All right. Nice. So let's start let's talk some Q&A. Sure. We we got some Really good Q&A questions from um, some of our listeners. So the first one is coming from uh, Darren Simmons, who is at XX on Twitter. He is the co-host of the podcast Rust, uh, Rusty Rupees, and he wanted to know, what do you do to get in the zone when you're doing your, your voiceover work or your acting? You know, the wonderful thing about acting is it's a game of make believe. Yeah, I mean, you can say a lot of things. There's a lot of there's a lot of steps that we go through, especially when you're a beginning actor. It's like, what are you fighting for? What is your objective? What are your obstacles and stuff like that? And and of course, you sort of do an abbreviated version of it, but to 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 boil it down it's playing it's make believe and it's the most fun game of make believe uh that you can imagine because because you, you get paid for it you get to be part of this wonderful process um and you just get to pretend to be somebody else and and i love that uh i may have mentioned it before but i'm not particularly cool in real life <laughs> but this way, sometimes I get to play cool characters like saying who are far cooler than I am in real life. Uh, to, to follow up on it, though, um, does it does it feel like it gets easier as you do more voice acting work or more work in general? Like, does it get easier? Definitely. It definitely does get easier. And you learn you learn about yourself in the world of voice uh, acting, you learn more about your voice and you can learn about what your voice is capable of doing and what it's not capable of doing. Um, You know, when I filmed, uh, not when I filmed, when I recorded an episode of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, it was directed by Rob Paulson, who played Pinky in Pinky in the Brain. And and that guy... Man. That guy was amazing. That guy's insane. He also does Obi-Wan. He does everything. He does and everything. Is, he does everything. And 
and he does a million different voices. He slips in and out of accents and in and out of voices the way that other people slip on a different T-shirt. You know, it's just effortless to him. I am not Rob Paulson. I cannot do yeah, those, yeah. Six zillion, <laughs> those six zillion things. I can't do. Uh, I can't do a, a high school girl to save my life. But I bet Rob Paulson can because he can do anything. <laughs> you know. Um, so you learn about your voice, and I'm strong at what I do well, and and I'm proud of that. And and uh, yeah, you get you get to, you learn more about what your strengths are, and I'm happy to capitalize on my strengths. All right. All right. So the next question, I'm going to kind of take part of it out um, because you already kind of talked about it. So Frank and Tweet had, you know, asked how um, you were approached for saying. So we already covered that piece on how you auditioned and whatnot. Um, but part of his question was, did you um, were you in the same studio room recording as some of the other voice actors or was it just you? It was just me. Um, sometimes they they will record voice actors at the same time, in which case it's just you know a whole bunch of headphones and stuff. Uh, but in in this case for for my role, it was uh, it was just it was just me. Um, and and they would they would play they would play the Japanese lines. They might play the the intro line, the preceding line, so I could respond back to it. But it was just me in the recording in the recording booth itself. Um, and one of the things that we worked with with saying was me trying to understand his character a little bit better because because at first you know especially not having known not having been told that it was final fantasy i was like wait so is he a good guy because if he's a good guy i can do my good guy voice but if he's a bad guy i can do my bad guy voice but then as we talked about saying i realized okay he's ambiguous He's there's good qualities to him. There's bad qualities to him. And that's what makes him a full featured character that that is such a joy to portray. Now, to follow that up, you know, um, a follower of ours over on Facebook, Austin Archer, wanted to know from what Square has revealed. Okay, so we don't want to go into any NDAs because we're still under embargoes and all of that right now. But from what Square has revealed in the trailers and what you've been, you know, I'm assuming, you know, hopefully your wife maybe filled you in on some of the Final Fantasy stuff or what you've kind of seen afterwards is he wanted to know is, did, do you think that saying is being portrayed the same as the original and that he's saying true to that essence? I would say that given the amount of respect that they're paying to the original, uh, I, w- I hope that I, w- I, w- I would say that, yes, it is. Uh, it's it's. It's honoring the original, I would say. Awesome. We'll leave it at that because, like I said, we're under yeah. embargoes, we're under NDAs, <laughs> and all of that. So honestly, close. So close. <laughs> we love Square Enix enough, and yeah, honestly, they believed in us enough when we were starting this thing, and I requested media access for them, and they granted it to us for their press room and press releases. So I don't want to do anything to get that yanked. So yeah. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. So, um, Another follower of ours, which um, the real Nanaki uh, is his Twitter handle, wanted to know because a lot of the questions he had, we've already discussed. We've already you know gone over a lot of the things, but same question he asked John, which he's asked, he wants to ask of you, okay. is if you could voice act or play any character 
from fiction or real life, who would it be? And why? oh yeah, this is a good question. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, the mind, my mind is just boggled right now. So, so if I could, it, w- it was the question was voice act or or, or rest. Yeah. Voice standard act, act or actually real act. So, which don't worry, he did the same thing to John too. So, <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic question. It's a fantastic <laughs> question. Um, That's where we play the Jeopardy music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I gotta say, I gotta say, this is being colored by what book we just finished reading with, with my kid. Uh, yeah. so, so, so yeah, this is the character that's coming to my mind is, is, uh, we're going through the raw doll books right now with oh, my kid wow. and, and we've just gotten through Charlie and the chocolate factory and Charlie and the great glass elevator. And so I gotta say that Willy Wonka is just, zooming that's, through my head and if that's and a if good I answer could, if yeah. i could ever get to be willy wonka oh my gosh like this mad genius like filled with love and insanity and uh and 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 also just wanting uh you know somebody to bond with you know he is by himself like like what a wonderful amazing experience it would be to to get to portray willy wonka also, now what, that said, what an, what an unpredictable character too. That would be exactly yeah, be a lot exactly. of fun. And now, now of course, Gene Wilder did such an amazing job mm-hmm. that that I'm pretty sure it would be hard to, to it would be hard to top that level of of insanity. But but I gotta say that that character is just wonderful and and uh, one it's wonderful just having a kid to read books with mm-hmm. and read your childhood books with your kid because because right. I'm just getting to relive all of them and and uh yeah we're we're starting up on BFG right now uh mm-hmm. and oh, then cool. I, yeah and I, I can't wait to get into Danny the champion of the world and and uh and because that was that was also this yeah. uh this one that yeah oh. not not nearly as elementary fantastic. school elementary school is now flashing through my head now yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've been having good times with with our bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, awesome. so that's a good answer. That's a really good answer. All right, so we have one last listener question. Okay, and it comes from Twitter uh, follower at Vic Chow, who asks, "What is the capital of Burkina Faso?" Wagu dagu, wagu dagu, wagu dagu. I had to. You thank you, you put that out there, and you're like somebody do it, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just do it. I, I have a dream that my final Jeopardy, I'll be I'm on final Jeopardy, and the question will be, what is the capital of Burkina Faso? And I can say Wagadagu. So it's just the, <laughs> it's just this piece of trivia that's been that's been just rolling in my head for decades, literally, because Wagadagu is such a wacky, weird. Uh, place name um so thank you very much it's wagadagu when you put when you tweeted that out i sat there and i just laughed hysterically (laughs) when i saw that tweet and i'm like yep that's going in the podcast (laughs) um so really speaking of twitter listeners and followers so something we like to do is 
anytime that someone takes their time out of their day to actually thank us for the job we do with our podcast, um, we kind of like to give them a little shout out. So we have a new listener that actually went out of their way to to give us some compliments. And I want to um, shout out to you at uh, VK Marion, who said, at CGM Podcast, just discovered your podcast with all the hype of FF7 Remake and your interviews with the cast. Thank you for such an entertaining show. It's been keeping me company during my long hours at the drawing table. I love the enthusiasm you guys have. Keep up the great work. Shout out to oh, you, man. Shout out, man. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. That's you know that's why we do it, and we 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 appreciate all of you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so it's you know it's nice seeing those. It's actually been starting to happen yeah. a little bit more often, and um, it, we've been we've been plugging at this for what since January first of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know yeah. it's nice that people actually take the time to say, "Hey, great job! Thank you for making my day, making us laugh." You know. Because that's that's what we started this whole thing out as is about is like that whole concept of game night. Your friends, your family are all over. You're having fun. You're you're BSing. You're giving each other you know some smack and whatnot, and it's just having fun. And to make people laugh, especially during these times when a lot of people Definitely. are fighting depression and everything, it just makes us feel that much better. So, um, you know, I know you haven't been you know playing games because you you got away from that (laughs) um i i I have an obsessive nature and i love video games but but i had kind of had to stop because it's like i i think you've probably all experienced this thing where it's like you're playing and you don't want to stop and so you you just sprint to the restroom and you pee as quickly as you can so you can sprint back and 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 then just keep on going and then yeah yeah. give me jerry with red dead redemption 2 This you, this has been an ongoing joke, but it's true that I mean that it was just one of those games, which Final Fantasy Final Fantasy is probably going to be one of those games too. Oh, definitely. I could not put it down, and it was just, and I mean, like everything about the game, I just could not put it down. And like these guys know, like like Jerry, what are you playing right now? I'm uh, Red Dead. It's like, like, come play with us. Nope, I'm fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so I got to ask these two fine gentlemen, though, is how is Sekiro coming along? Oh, my God. I had I had to put it down. I uh, yeah, I, I stopped. I went for a to Animal Crossing too. just to get my mind like. Wait, you went to away. Animal Crossing to get away from Sekiro? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I really I, I, did. I had to take I had to take a week off to uh, just you know <laughs> dive back into Final Fantasy fourteen a lot more because oh, I just can't. That, that there's a, game there's a so game. Brutal. Vic, to put it uh, very quickly, uh, me and Jerry, uh, we both started. Sekiro, which supposedly is one of like the most difficult games out there. It is. Uh, so we started at the same time, and we're just like, okay, like we just every week we kind of get it together and like see how far we've gotten and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> we're, man, we I, are not that far. We are not we that are far. Trying so hard. I like, yeah, it's just it's such a brutal game, and it's just like it really tests your patience, every, like everything. And uh, but it, it is a great game, but it's uh I, yeah I need it I need a break I needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, when are you gonna finally be on so I can come bring you your fruit shipment so we can get your island up and running? I'm gonna I'm on tonight. I will be on tonight. All right, once we're done, I'll hop on. Yes. 
I'll bring you your fruit. Thank so you. that's the one thing with Animal Crossing that I think has been such a perfect storm, too, is because, you know, yeah. during this time when we can't socially interact, people are finding ways to socially interact through Animal Crossing, bringing yeah. supplies to everybody. You know, hey, my island started off with cherries, so everyone's bringing in, like, all the rest of the fruits so their islands can start getting up and running and, and whatnot. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Uh, um, people can only do that in real life with toilet paper. We'd... Uh be really really great yeah <laughs> if, if people can only apply that to being nice be, being helpful out right now that Six would be feet. that would be great yeah because yeah. it's it's tough out there right now mm-hmm. so Vic I gotta ask you one question one final question that we ask all guests okay mm-hmm. and there's a reason I don't tell them this question because we don't need to prepare for it because we need you on the spot. So what good. is your what is your favorite game to play for game night when you're playing with family and friends? So whether that's a board game, a card game, charades, whatever it is, what is your favorite game for game night? Made up family game, but it's family game night. What is your what is your game? Family game night, Pictionary. Oh, oh no, wait, no, wait, so, oh, oh, no, Taboo. Okay, sorry. Classic, <laughs> there, nice. There, oh. Okay, all, all depends. Okay, uh, the answer is going to be for a family game night, now that, like, a uh, kid is old enough to pl- participate, Pictionary, definitely. Drawing cool. stuff. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much for making me think of this. We can play Pictionary. Oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. <laughs> I, we haven't, yeah. we, I haven't even thought about this. It's sitting on our shelf. Thank you so much. Um, so right. yes, we're definitely going to be playing Pictionary. <laughs> now, there if it's go. just if it's just me and my wife, what we love doing is Taboo. You know, where that 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 game where it's like you you're given you're given a series of words and but you're not allowed to say certain certain buzzwords and stuff. We rock at that mostly because my wife is about three times more intelligent than me. So we're <laughs> insanely good at that nice. uh, together. And then classic, good. And and if I'm by myself, uh, if I'm doing a, a game night for myself, man, Psychonauts is still the greatest uh, game that nice. I that is that if I, I it's it's it, it, I know this is this is uh, quite a while while ago, but yeah, Psychonauts was just the probably in my opinion the perfect video game ever. I just the the blend of platforming and and puzzles and humor and incredible characters and and voice acting um in music oh my gosh i I could go on and on about psychonauts so psychonauts oh portal 2 i love portal as well but anyway uh, i I, I, I gotta stick with Mm -hmm. one answer i've already given you (laughs) Ah, i mean there's 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 no right wrong answer because like i mean i mean heck in in my house it's ticket to ride Uh, and also munchkin yeah, because sometimes you feel like one thing, sometimes you feel like another. Yeah, you know, and I, and sometimes you just like, feel like ruining friendships, like in Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> yeah, our family, like with me and my family, which we have had to retire. We've retired the game for like four years because it gets serious. Uh, Monopoly, classic Monopoly, has been our family game night. But it, no, there no, are times no. we've retired Gary, it for admit like. Admit it. Hold on. Admit it. You retired it because you kept getting beat, which is why the belt <laughs> resides with Jason. Right here. Monopoly <laughs> champ of Crash and Game Night. 
That that's with Jason. I'm talking about with my family. Okay. My, my family. Oh, what? It's, it's so Jason's not family. What you're yeah. saying? This isn't family. Well, no, no, I'm I'm talking about with my siblings <laughs> and all that. Of course, my friends, yes. And Jason, I, I am coming coming for you. I still Come have on, the game. Bring it, bro. We're, we're playing, bro. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets he, serious in the household. It, it was so serious at E3 last year. I had to be mediator. They were like offering up deals, and I had to try and mediate them. <laughs> Wait, you were playing Monopoly at E3? So um, on the switch, so we had the switch with us. So we had the Monopoly video game on the switch, oh, okay, and we were it. sitting there playing yeah. with it and and whatnot. So we're sitting there waiting in line. People are kind of like going, "What the heck are you guys doing?" <laughs> and they're know? hearing these two these two guys uh, arguing, and like yeah. everyone's turning around. Oh my god, they're playing Monopoly. They're arguing about <laughs> deals going on right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Jerry, since you missed it last week, I have now beat floor 15 on Luigi's Mansion. All I've nice. got left is King Boo. That's it. Stick with it. Stick with it and finish so, it. Finally. But yeah, it's been an <laughs> Animal Crossing week. Yeah. So I know we've uh, we've let everybody know what your uh, your Twitter is at, at Vic Chow, but how else can uh, fans find you? Uh, thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Because again, I'm shy. And so it actually helps me if people follow me, if they interact with me, because that encourages me to do more of that. So please, please come and follow me and interact with me. Ask me questions. I'd love to share with you that. Um, so my name is spelled, my name is Vic Chow, V-I-C-C-H-A-O. Uh, A is an alpha, O is an Oscar. And so Twitter, it's at VicChow.com. Uh, Instagram, it's at VicChow1, so the number one. So it's at V-I-C-C-H-A-O, the number one. And then uh, Facebook, it's VicChow Actor. So V-I-C-C-H-A-O-E-C-T-O-R. So thanks for asking uh, about that. And yes, please do follow me because it will encourage the introverted uh shy part of me to actually uh do more stuff on that so thank you for asking all right no absolutely we like to make sure everybody knows where they can follow our uh our guests and everything it's you know you guys do a lot for us so we like yeah. to return the favor so um you know Vic, once again i want to absolutely thank you for crashing game night with us tonight it has been an absolute treat once again glad i could make your night by uh arranging uh, a little crashing with john eric <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. um, yep so to our listeners if you like what you heard as always please make sure to hit that subscribe button on the podcast platform you're listening to us on follow us at cgn podcast or me on twitter at cgn underscore matt also crashinggamenight.com. i want to say everyone especially during what's going on right now in the world please be excellent to each other and stay frosty. <laughs> That's right. All my fellow nerds, listen to my man, Matt there. Let's all try and muscle up all the uh, kindness we can. Let's help each other at this time of need. And uh, just, let's just try and be there for each other. Thank you all for joining us. And Vic, thank you so much for joining us. This is, this is true. Like these interviews are treats for us. And we, we really appreciate you taking the time.
I, I had um, such a blast. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, please no, go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Dick. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no. I had such a blast chatting with you guys. I mean, you guys make it all just a lot of fun, and and uh, yeah, it's just like hanging out with a bunch of cool uh, people who are easy to talk to. So, and and most importantly, this was a better podcast than the one with John Bentley, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As, long, as long as I can beat John Eric Bentley, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, um, you know, like we tell all our guests, you are welcome back anytime. So if you are anytime. just hanging out and you need something to do, shoot me a shoot me a message and if you have anything to announce, promote, please give us yeah, give us a yeah. ring. You're welcome back anytime. Or, or crash it just like John did tonight yeah. and just say hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will. I will keep an eye out. I will keep an eye out if if there's somebody that I, that I got that I that I'm uh, buddies with. I definitely will be crashing. Thank you so much for that invitation. Absolutely. But yeah, definitely Jason? a last uh, shout out. Thank you again, Vic, uh, for coming on. Like we are excited, as a lot of other people around the world that are just waiting for this. Like literally seven days from our recording now. Just wait. around the corner, and uh, you know, a special sh- Turk snap for for that. Oh, <laughs> wow! You're gonna do as dirty like that, Jason? Oh, hey! hey. No, it's avalanche. It's avalanche, baby. No, man, I, I should I should have had my suit on too, man. Like, yeah. and with that, we'll send it out how uh, Theo likes to do it, and uh, TTFN, ta ta for now, there, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>